It's good. So great to be with you. Uh, thanks so much to Pastor Chris for uh, speaking last week. Uh, today is Pentecost Sunday. Tonight is our Sunday prayer room. So if you want more, come back tonight at 6 o'clock and we're going to have a, a special time in God's presence together. Uh, Pastor Andy and some of our leaders are with our students at Overflow. They're actually on the road coming back right now. They've been in Brampton since Friday. And it looks like they had a great time. I saw some videos and some pit photos from different people. So it uh, looks like a great time. It's our first time going to Overflow in at least three. What does it mean? Four? It was 2019 was the last time we went. What's that, four years ago? Okay, three and a half, four, well, three and a half, okay, well, okay. Uh, anyways, you, you understand. So it's just, this was uh, so important to me. So thank you to everyone who uh, gave and contributed financially to allow our students to go. Uh, you have special uh, place in heaven as far as I'm concerned. So I don't make that decision in case you're wondering, but uh, for what it's worth. Uh, anyways, today is part four of our Fresh Wind uh, series of messages and uh, I just want us to just spend one more day today uh, on Pentecost Sunday just sharing this message together. And uh, this, is, this message is significant to me and is important uh, that we share today. So we're going to jump right in again. Thank you to Pastor Chris for uh, sharing last week. Uh, what a wonderful message. And uh, all of you caught me uh, last week when you guys were kidding around. Uh, when our Sunday gathering was happening last week, I was sitting on a ferry, a big boat, heading off of uh, uh, Statue of Liberty Island with Lincoln. So I have a few pictures on screen in case you care about that kind of thing. But uh, anyways, you can, you can take them off. <laughs> Sorry, Lincoln. Uh, you can take them off if you want. I was, I was just uh, thinking when I was on this boat in the middle of the Hudson River, I was thinking, man, I was like... Uh, there, everyone's in church right now. We're just sitting here, like, chugging along. So it was, uh, it was good fun. So anyways, that's where I was last week. Took some time off. It was good to be in the big city. Never been there before, that one at least. So it was a good time. Today we're going to continue our Holy Spirit series. This is part four in our series. Uh, and uh, 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 now, Pastor Chris quoted me last week, so this is a serious business. But uh, this has kind of been our, my heartbeat behind this message. I actually put the words on the screen for our last uh, teaching on this. But it's simply this, many of us are faced with situations throughout our lives that I think we could tackle differently and with greater spiritual authority and power if we took the teachings of Holy Spirit and put them into practice in our lives. What do you mean, Pastor, when you say that? Well, what I mean is that we read the scriptures, we take the teachings of the Holy Spirit, and we apply them by living with the power of the Spirit in our lives. What that means is before we make decisions, before we approach different things, before we deal with different situations, we will, if you will, consult with the Holy Spirit. We will ask the Holy Spirit, how would you have me proceed in this situation? Uh, sometimes, I don't know if any of you have felt this, but sometimes I get obsessed about a certain part of my personal finances. Like, I just get... I just, I'm obsessed about it. Not necessarily in a bad way, but uh, a couple years ago, I was like, man, we got to renew the mortgage. Because I was listening to the news. And I was like, we got to renew the mortgage. And we had time left, and we had a really good mortgage rate. It was better than you could get at the time. But I thought, no, no, I know what's going to happen. 
the mortgage rates are going to change. Because when you go down to like 0%, what, what is the only direction to go from there? Up, right? It's like, you know, you all know that. So I was obsessed. So I felt like God just kind of pushed me. And I was like figuring things out. And there was all sorts of hurdles I had to jump through. Well, finally, we got this interest rate. And what happened a couple months after we signed up was the interest rates had doubled from where we were. And that was like a year and a half ago. So now it's like, Woo, party time. So anyways, so even in, uh, that's just a personal example, but even in something like you would say, well, God doesn't, does he even care about the interest rate and our finances and all this stuff? Well, I think he does. He does at least in my life. So, he, you know, so we can ask the Holy Spirit to lead us in any situation. Maybe you, I always think of people, how many of you have ever had a, je- a job where your boss is miserable? Like, there's just no other way to describe it. Yeah, okay. And you don't, you don't really know what to do with it, right? Like, you think, you try to be nice to them. Maybe you buy them treats. Maybe you are super kind to them. You, you I don't know, you just do whatever. And it does not matter. They're just the biggest bump on a lot. I don't know, you, you put your acronym in there. They're just horrible. Well, we can ask the Holy Spirit, help me with this person. Help me. Uh, in my relationship with this person, we'll just leave it at that. We won't go to the, into the whole spousal situation with uh, helping my spouse, the Holy Spirit. Anyways, next week we'll go back. Uh, so that's what we're talking about when I talk about that the Holy Spirit has an impact and we can uh, see the Holy Spirit work in every aspect of our lives. I forgot to mention this off the top. Our kids are with us today. It's just the way it is. But I was thinking it's a pretty good day for them to be with us. Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit falls. I, think, I don't think that's a bad idea. So anyways, there we go. Next week, we're going to go back to the Gospel of John for our dwell series. But today is Pentecost Sunday. It's the day marked in our calendars that set aside to remember the coming of Holy Spirit as people were gathered. So when we see in Acts 2, people are gathered in Jerusalem because it's been Passover. It's been a time for gathering, and everyone has come together for this moment. And that's when the Holy Spirit shows up in the Scriptures in Acts 2. And I want to remind us that He still comes today. The Holy Spirit still shows up today. As we've been reading the last few weeks, we've actually been reading the passages uh, in the book of Luke uh, from, from the crucifixion onwards to Jesus' ascension to heaven and the falling, of course, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And we've, we've read about eyewitness accounts of people with Jesus after his resurrection. We've read about the, uh, people, the, the guys on the Emmaus Road, Jesus appearing to the disciples last week, the promise of the Holy Spirit and ascension of Christ to heaven. Today we'll pick up where we left off last week and read about what happened on that day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to dwell among us. So let's start where we uh, left off last week in Acts 1 verse Five, okay, just to, for a refresher. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So let's set the scene for our text today. One commentator said this, The day of Pentecost, uh, during the Feast of Weeks, which concludes the grain harvest, falls on the 50th day after Passover, and the immediately succeeding week-long Feast of Unleavened Bread. And we find that in Leviticus chapter 23. It is the first Jewish festival after Jesus' passion and ascension. 
And the celebration sees Jerusalem swelling. Think of this, just picture this. Jerusalem swelling with pilgrims, both Jews living outside Palestine and Gentile converts who speak a wide array of foreign languages. Picture the most kind of diverse moment of your life where you feel like you're around so many different people of so many different cultures and and different languages. And just picture what that moment is. And that could be a similar picture to what we uh, see here in Acts 2. Now let's let's look to the Holy Spirit coming in Acts chapter 2. We're going to read the whole section. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each, of them, each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. I know it's not many of us, maybe. How many of you know more than one language? There's a few French-speaking people and others. Okay, good. So you understand uh, what it means to hear different languages. Just so you know, I only know one language. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. I had butchered five others, so I just stopped. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered. French is one of the languages I butchered, just so you know. Because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Verse 8, How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia. Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said they are filled with new wine. I love that part in verse 11. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. What did they hear? I often wonder. So great. Uh, one commentator wrote this, The manifestation of the Holy Spirit as a rushing wind plays on the words for spirit and wind. In both the Aramaic spoken by first century Jews and Greek in which Acts was written, the tongues as a fire that rests on each of the apostles signify the Holy Spirit's enabling them to speak in foreign languages and thus to communicate God's deeds of power, the gospel, to the pilgrims present in the Judean capital. Today is a day where we wait and we linger in the presence of the Lord. I hope that today is practical and instructional for every one of us. Literally, in this next moment, we will practice spending time in the presence of the Lord and ask for each of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You may say, well, Pastor, how are you filled with the Holy Spirit? What do I need to do? Those are decent questions. Here's my recommendation. Simply we wait and ask for the Holy Spirit to come. That's all we do. We wait and we ask for the Holy Spirit to come. Come Holy Spirit would be my prayer and hope it's yours. Let's take a look at this video clip that instructs us today.
Start by clearing your mind and surrendering yourself to God. Find a place where you can be alone. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. I'm here to meet with you. I surrender to you, God. Give me your peace. God, give me your peace. Think about what the believers experienced in the person of the Holy Spirit. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. John 20, 21, 22. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. The Spirit enabled them. Acts 2, verse 4. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Acts 4.31 Remember the promises of Jesus. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.5 and 6 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1, verse 8. You are my witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Luke 24, 48 and 49. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in me and that you are leading me. I abide in you today, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus, to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, flood and overflow my life with the power of the Holy Spirit. Begin to praise God with your own words out loud. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Go ahead, say that out loud. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, 
I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Don't hesitate or hold back. Try and sing your praise out loud to God. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Ask Jesus to fill you. Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Overflow my life with your spirit. Flood my life with your power. Now try it with your own words. If you can't think of words, you could simply say, Jesus or hallelujah, or praise the Lord. When there are words that come into your mind, step out in faith and speak them out loud. Sing them out loud. If there are words that don't make sense, in your known language. Take a step of faith and speak them out loud. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. John 3, 8. Take a step of faith and lean into the Holy Spirit. Pray out loud. Sing praise to God. Wait on the Lord. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Surrender to God. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. that uh, 
this video a few times this week, and that word yield keeps coming back to me. And I don't fully know what that means for us. But I can't get away from that word yield. So I invite you today to just surrender to Holy Spirit. I have a a whole message here. I don't even know why I wrote it, but I did. But my heart's just that we would yield to the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's laying down our pride, our our culture, where we come from. I, I often think Canadians, not always, but we can be a little stuffy and a little reluctant to jump right in when it comes to the Holy Spirit. I say that because I have been that way in my own life. Today, I just want to invite everyone that we'd allow the Spirit just to speak to us. Whether there's 50 people in a room, 10 people in a room, 100 people in a room, 1,000, so on and so forth. The Holy Spirit will speak uniquely to each and every one of us. Today, we just want to invite the Spirit, in particular, into our time together. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. That's our prayer today, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. back into our message maybe in a a few moments but Holy Spirit come we just want to take another moment and take some time for you to minister to our hearts our spirits Holy Spirit would you come just like a rushing wind would you come again and fall in this place interested in a show. We're not interested in some clever words. We're interested in the Holy Spirit falling in this place today. The Holy Spirit would breathe life like a fresh wind onto us in this place. Holy Spirit, come in this place today. Holy Spirit, come, we pray today.
So Jesus said to them again in John 20, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Today as we reflect, we remember that there is peace in the Lord Jesus. And as the Holy Spirit breathes on us, peace will come in the midst of every circumstance and situation that we're facing. He will come. So let's reflect on that, on these words of Jesus. Peace be with you, he says. And as he speaks, the Holy Spirit will once again fall on us. See, church, each one of us faces the same challenge. We cannot sustain ourselves only by the strength within us. We need the power of God through Holy Spirit to lead us, move us, direct us to what he's planned for us. I've never met a person that God does not have a plan for. Not one. Simply today, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's no more, no less than saying a simple prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. Or like we prayed already and the video instructed us, we could just say things like, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Jesus, fill me. Jesus, fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Overflow my life with your spirit. Flood my life with your power. Why do we pray like this? Because we want to acknowledge the Holy Spirit as a person. And we want to welcome him into this place. So Holy Spirit, come. I invite you in Little Current and those watching online, pray that prayer with us. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come, we pray today. Remember, it's not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. So today we pray, Lord, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. So first we see that there is peace. Then we see that there is joy. Over the years, I've encountered believers, some here, who are reluctant to invite Holy Spirit to fill them. It's hard for me to completely understand every situation and opinion out there, but I can emphasize with some. But sometimes people refuse. We refuse the Holy Spirit because we're actually just scared. Some of us are fearful because we think that we will lose control physically and emotionally if the Holy Spirit falls on us. Today, there's no fear. We just simply ask, come Holy Spirit in this place. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us today, O Lord. Church, sometimes people cry when they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, why do we do that? There's some different reasons. Maybe it's because we haven't grieved properly in our lives. The Holy Spirit is filling a void that has been empty for a long time. 
which can lead us to tears. Sometimes people laugh hysterically when they are filled with the Spirit. Well, why is that? Well, sometimes it's because they've never experienced joy. They've had so much trouble and pain in their life that they've never felt the joy of the Lord. Sometimes people dance when they are filled with the Spirit. Why is that? Some of us are, well, one of the reasons is maybe some of us are so uptight that the Spirit wants to fill us with a new freedom. If you read Scripture, there's actually a lot of dancing in God's presence. Churches like ours, you don't see that a lot. Why? Well, sometimes it's because our hearts are rejecting the posture of the Spirit. Well, Pastor, that sounds like some weird, crazy people you're describing. Well, maybe. Maybe. Church, as you've heard me say it before, but I've learned to embrace the wild and crazy. Sometimes when the Spirit shows up, it gets a little wild, it gets a little crazy. In fact, I I should have said it differently. When the Spirit shows up, it gets a little wild, it gets a little crazy. That doesn't mean chaos or confusion, it just means there's life and freedom. We can all embrace the fullness of life and freedom that Jesus brings to our lives through the Holy Spirit. So there's peace, then there's joy, then there's power. Acts 2 verse 4, and they began, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2 verse 4. Did you know that we've just in the past few months seen multiple people filled with the Holy Spirit in our gatherings? Some have been filled here as we've prayed. Some have been filled at other times. I don't care when people get filled with the Spirit. I just want our hearts to be in a posture of openness to the Spirit and obedience to whatever He calls us to do. If you leave from this place today feeling like the Spirit, Holy Spirit didn't really minister to you or touch your life, I want to encourage you. It doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit meets us wherever, whenever. We just need to continue to call on the Holy Spirit and simply pray, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Our hearts must be in a posture of openness to the Spirit and be obedient to whatever he is calling us to do. If the Spirit told someone right now to get up and run around the room, I hope that we would do that. If the Spirit told us to come to this altar here and yield and surrender to God, we should do it. Why should I care what someone around me thinks or perceives of me when it comes to the things of God? We read in Acts 2 today that the people around uh, these folks at Pentecost that were filled, and they, the people around them thought they were simply drunk. We know that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have peace, joy, power. And then we have freedom. Acts 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we continue forward with the word of truth. The scripture says with boldness. So being filled with the Spirit is not something we leave in the past. In the moment, we walk forward with it. Some of us have become weighed down by the trouble we've faced in our life. 
baggage that we've collected and not let go of. This last scripture resonates deeply with us today. My prayer is that the places we are gathered in Little Current, right here in Espanola, for those watching at home, that the places where we are gathered would be shaken today. That we would be shaken. I say it so often, but we aren't gathered by mistake or chance or randomness. We've been assembled together with purpose. And today as we pray again, inviting the Holy Spirit to come again in power, I pray that we'd surrender our baggage. If you were to say, I come from, uh, you could say this, if I come from a, t- I come from a tough background, we don't show emotion where I come from. Well, let's let it go today and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. If your background says that church should be orderly, nothing out of place and only experienced in a certain way, I would invite you to let it go and allow the Holy Spirit to stir your heart today. Allow him to take your calloused heart and make it new. If all we ever do is sing a few songs, read a few scriptures and leave, that's not the church, the people that Christ died for. All that means is that we've lost our first love and he has warned us against that in scripture. So today, once again, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit for miracles in Jesus' name, for blind eyes to be opened, for people to be delivered from demons, to be set free from the bondage of addiction. So church, today we're going to end our time as we started. We're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come. We're going to speak with our mouths and pray that God will send his Holy Spirit right now to fill us. This is Pentecost Sunday. This isn't something we just do once a year. We're supposed to do it all the time. But this is when we remember the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to pray for today. So why don't you stand with me in Little Current? Why don't you stand with me? We're just going to take some time here. Not super long. Don't worry about it. But we're just going to take some time. And together, we're going to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come. The kids have been fantastic. But we're just believing that no matter how young we are, how old we are, or anywhere in between, that we are going to be filled with God's presence today, that the Holy Spirit is going to fill us. And little Kurt, I invite you to join with us in prayer and speak out loud if you need to. And we're just going to pray together and believe that the Spirit is going to come. Once again, we've been praying on and off throughout our time today, but we're going to continue to pray and invite the presence of God. Holy Spirit, would you come? Come, Holy Spirit, come. We just pray for a great outpouring today. I invite you to pray with me. I don't care if you're louder than me. It's all good. We just pray today. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Jesus, fill me. Jesus, fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, fill me. Fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our prayer today. Jesus, would you fill me? Would you fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit? God, whatever may be holding us back, whatever may be limiting us, we pray that it would be removed in Jesus' name. God, we're believing today. Maybe this is a moment for a group of people that they've never felt God's presence 
in such a unique way, but you are living, you're alive, and your spirit is with us. God, if we have something in our life that's blocking us from your presence, I pray that we would release it in Jesus' name. God, would you forgive us of our sins, the things that separate us and pull us away from you, O Lord. Would you forgive us of that so that we can release it and come closer to your presence? Lord, we know that we cannot do something necessarily physically. We can't just make it happen. We can't make something. But we know that it's uh, because we know that it's not by might. It's not by our strength. It's not by uh, power. It's not how powerful we are. But it's by your spirit that you come. God, there's nothing our church can do. There's nothing our leadership can do. We can't make something happen. We can't just say things. It's not by might. It's not by power, it's by your spirit. So today we join together and say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I praise your holy name. Jesus, would you fill us today? Lord, I pray for every single person in our congregation. Jesus, would you fill us today? Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your power, O Lord, today. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by your spirit. So would your spirit fall on us today? Once again, O Lord, we pray. Yes, Lord. If you just need to move your your spot, you're welcome to come up here and just kneel at the altar or the front of the room here. If you want, no pressure. Whatever works for you. We're just going to take a few more moments. So God, would you come? Lord, I pray for every single person. You know each one of us by name. Holy Spirit, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, would you fill us today? Holy Spirit, would you come? From the youngest in the room to the oldest, Lord, would you fill us today, we pray. In Jesus' name, it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by your spirit, O Lord. So God, would you come again? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill us today. As we spend time in your presence today, Lord, fill us, we pray.